Randy, what do we usually do in this situation? Normally we call the cops, Mr. Lane. And then what happens, Randy? Well, then they come and they arrest the boys and they go into jail. For, for a few months. months, right. We need to eliminate them permanently, Randy. How do we do that? Who owns the hash in the driveway? Cyrus and his gang. Exactly. Randy, I got $100 here for groceries. I got $1,400 here for liquor. And I got $6,000 for you to go and bail out a couple of shit puppets. We may need a few more shit puppets for our play, Randy. And they gotta be angry, shit puppets. And you gotta make them angry. You say whatever it takes to get them angry. But they're not angry at us, Randy. Shit puppets are supposed to be angry at other shit puppets. Take the bus. Listen, Mr. Lee, they could kill one another. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, but we can't be involved with murder. Exactly, Randy. Mr. Lee, is this you talking or the liquor? Randy. I am the liquor. is going on people this is fucking, fucking point hammered. hammered episode 159 hope you enjoyed mortal john's done the late great <laughs> sad to see he has moved on <laughs> he's crossed over to the other side yeah. <laughs> he's in the realm of liquor now <laughs> He officially is. The, do you think they pickled him in liquor? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Better than formaldehyde. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to, buddy? Oh, John, you know, I'm a busy guy. I'm working on stuff. Other than making fucking homemade <laughs> refried beans that you're torturing <laughs> me with right now. Oh, wow, Jesus. Yeah. Is it a coincidence that is timed with our recording schedule? I don't know. Perhaps. I doubt it. <laughs> if I sound a little muffled, it's because I am. <laughs> I've been uh, building Byzantines, I think I mentioned last time, but we're just about done getting these fuckers assembled. I'm just waiting on some bases from Barnaby. I'm picking those up tomorrow from him. So Is he I'm making getting... you some custom bases? Yeah. I chipped in with his laser, so ah. he's basically sworn to do grunt work for me for eternity. <laughs> so... I'm just, yeah, waiting for those bases. I'm doing this, the assembly a little different on the cav. I'm actually doing the riders separately from the horses. Okay. I've never done that before. You never painted them that way? <laughs> yeah, I'm from the school of uh, just glue it all together first and then figure out how to paint it. But I think with the airbrush and dips and stuff like that, it might be handy to have the horses separate because you'll be able to airbrush, you know, browns or grays whatever the hell you want to do and then you can also airbrush the rider separately without having to worry about the horse but when you do that separately it's a little more imposing because you basically have twice the models then mentally so somehow this project ballooned up to 88 models <laughs> all together so close to a small warhammer army of ages past but it's a little bigger force so once i'm done with these i will Basically, have all the models that I need and can swap things around and have some versatility with okay. my uh, Saga game. So, 
yeah, I'm hoping to have that basically started by this weekend. Get the horses based, take a little video, and then yeah, go, go put, put some paint down. Goki making you some oval bases so you can <laughs> <laughs> some oval calf bases. <laughs> yeah, oval calves. Uh-huh. There's actually not that many out there. Yeah, uh, a lot of them are like 25 by 75. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're meant for like the 40k bikes. Yeah, yeah. So there's not a lot. I would prefer just plastic oval bases if I can get them, but there isn't that much. Too bad you don't want square or rectangles because I have like a hundred of them in the back. Yeah, I mean you you can you can play Saga with squares if you wanted squares, but yeah, the guys are already based on rounds, rounds and sure. the gameplay and stuff. You know, it's like Age of Sigmar. It's just ranking your guys up is a little less hassle when you have the rounds. You don't have any hard angles to work around. So that's mainly what I've been up to, and then. That's a little side project. I've been sort of gearing up for uh, my standalone Infinity Tournament, mm. which I don't think I've really talked about it on here, but I, don't think so. I hinted at it in the opening PACA email that I wasn't doing a narrative this year at PACA for Infinity. Okay. And the reason for that was there isn't really enough time to do everything that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a standalone narrative event, and that is May 5th, 5th and 6th, 2018. Oh. That's the weekend before Mother's Day, and it'll, it'll probably just be tied to that weekend Sure, from here on out, the weekend before Mother's Day. So it could be late April, early May, uh, but working on the initial details for for that thing. It's going to be happening at the Ramada, where we uh, have the pack of stuff going on now. Sure. It gave me a pretty good deal for the big room down there. So, oh, so it will be in PACA, huh? Yeah, we'll be a pack in this year at least um, due to the pretty good deal that they gave us. Yeah. The guy that we've worked with at PACA previously, he's no longer with them, and um, they said that they would honor the existing deals that he made, but they would not be extending similar deals in the future Okay, because um, this guy was really uh, aggressive trying to get us over there sure. to begin with. I'm sure he would have raised – prices eventually anyways but that's uh the scoop with that it's called mission critical Uh. get ready hold on to your horse john (laughs) okay i'll do that (laughs) (laughs) all right that's uh that's about it for me what do you what do you what do you doing the daily stonehorn this daily frost lord which i've I've been which is it is it both i'm currently on the daily frost lord on stonehorn because i'm Uh. doing the stonehorn itself Progress has been pretty slow. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm just trying looking to get so good at last episode. Yeah, you were riding a little bit of a high. Motivated after that last tournament, so I'm trying to just keep putting fucking paint to model for. If I could just sit down for like ten or fifteen minutes a day, uh-huh. my, my currently my current audiobook is helping with that. So just trying to fucking jerk yeah. through the pain on. That's the trouble. Once all the feet are painted, it's yeah. tough. It's tough to find an angle to work. Maybe I'll get down to the feet next. Just the tail? Just the eye? It's such a big model. I I dragged out some of the left stuff and pulled out one of these little flying bots, and I was like, ooh, maybe I should paint this, because it's probably four or five hours and done, and to actually finish something (laughs) seems insane Mm -hmm. right now. So, yeah, I was thinking about that. So I got distracted doing prep for Holy Havoc, which is this weekend. I got yeah. to get my list together and my models and all that shit prepared, and it's a team tournament. Um, had to find a place to fucking crash. I'll be crashing on the floor in Domus and 
McClure's room. Nice. <laughs> so, old old times. Yeah. So I'm going to bring just a ton of sleeping bags and set up a nest in the corner somewhere. Uh, just a bed of crumpled beer cans. <laughs> like <laughs> natural. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna fill a sleeping bag full of beer cans and <laughs> make a giant bean bag type situation. <laughs> <laughs> just so, been saving them for years. I got that going. I got also got distracted doing some colors, some skin color samples on the sand gores. Uh, I got the base coats and the washes down. I just got to do some highlighting up. I think I'll just do like one foot each and just see how it comes out. I bought a bunch of random paints. I think I shouted out the GW or Citadel paint app last time. Mm-hmm. So made use of that down at the game store, digging through, trying to find light colors that you don't really have to do a lot of mixes. So, which is a pricey way to go, but. Feels like I'm saving some dicking around, so as long as mm-hmm. the colors don't dry out anytime soon. <laughs> and then, otherwise, I've just been working on my hot rod project. If anybody's been following the video diaries on that, mm-hmm. there's going to be one hell of a video diary. It's gone. How did, how did the frame hold? Have you attached it? I have did not attached it. It took me a while to... Building up the courage. I got the thing built, and then I had to come up with a way to get the body off the frame and onto the rotisserie all by myself. So that's what the next video is. <laughs> and it's it's a bit precarious, but all I got to do now is just get the rotisserie under it and bolt it on. So the body is literally out in the garage floating right now on this wooden structure that I built. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was a little sketchy, but we're, it's getting there. And then I finally got to a, my first appointment of tattoo removal. Oh, so it was. It's gonna be four to six treatments total. Pretty much my whole right forearm is gonna go front and back and all around. So, not a cheap endeavor. It's four hundred bucks per treatment. Except for so sixteen hundred to twenty four hundred, something uh, like that. They break the treatments into two sittings. So I pay for a treatment and then it takes two sittings to get it. Mm-hmm. So, so it'll be about twelve hundred bucks total. And it is not a fucking fun there? process. Pr- it's pretty interesting. If, if so, you've already done one. Or I did. You did. I did one on the I, like the inside of the forearm. Do I have any? Yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. So you can see it's really noticeable. Where like this wing used to look like this wing, so you can see it's really made a difference there. Yeah, it's, it's lightened up a lot it's of it. Kind of like aged it like twenty years. Yeah, of being in the sun and. It's a lot more sparse than it used crisp. to be. Yeah. Like this guy kind of, was all solid lines. So that's, and that's one of the main offenders. So that worked out pretty well. One mm-hmm. more, one more treatment on that should be good to go. So this depends on, so and they, that tattoo I got when I was 18, I'll be 40 this year. So it, you know, and it also seems to depend on who did the work. Cause there's art there from f- maybe three or four different artists and though different types of ink and different artists have different just ways of putting it in there. Some go deeper. Apparently mm-hmm. it was a, it, the whole like treatment took like fifteen minutes total. They use like a laser. Yeah, that's, it's pretty cool because they got like they have a laser with all these different ways to tune it, and you tune it to a different wavelength based on the color of ink you're trying to smash oh, out. Wow. So the black ink is the major one, and that's the one that hurts the worst, <laughs> unfortunately. So that part hurt. It, I'd say it hurt worse than getting the tattoo. Okay, done. yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucking bad. So we went over and did that. And then he tunes it for blue, and then he t- tunes it for red, and like the like the black and the blue kind of overlap, and greens overlap a bit. So I didn't, he ended up going over like three times, but the red one you barely felt. But that's mm-hmm. the one that like two weeks later, and it's still like the red one blisters mm. really bad. Yeah. So yeah, you spend like 
My arms swelled up like you wouldn't believe. Probably twice its size. Because I wanted just to get the whole arm yeah. done at once. And he's like, that's going to be too much trauma. We only treat one side at a time. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll listen to you because that's what you're saying. <laughs> and in retrospect, like, had I done the whole thing, man. Like it was Popeye it's, arms. It's yeah. weird because you got so much like fluid. And then you start blistering like crazy because your body's pushing all this fluid out. So you got to keep popping all these fucking blisters that keep appearing. And like, he's like, yeah, the reds do really bad. Usually it's a bad reaction. So... It, it was kind of cool because I could ask him all kinds of questions, and he was like, "It was a pretty friendly dude." And he's like, "I'm like, well, like he had it set to black, and he's like, well, I'm like, like he's telling me how it's tuned to the just mm-hmm. to blow up the ink. That's all it does." And I'm like, "Well, what if you hit a spot with no ink?" So he held it up to his arm and just like went over it a bit. Nothing. He's like, I, wow. "It feels like a little puff of air almost. Like you don't really get anything out of it." So it's it's pretty cool technology. I don't recommend it to anybody unless yeah. you're in a shitty situation. So is it going to be? Like completely clean or just kind of like no. good enough that you can go like, over it with something later? If you It want, looks or? like the blue is like nothing even happened. <laughs> like ah, it's okay. almost pathetic. So really the goal is just to lighten it all up enough to get a couple more big tattoos to cover everything okay. up finally. So that's the goal. So it's a weird and interesting process. The swelling part was the worst. Like the healing part was way, it was way worse than getting a tattoo. And then when he was doing it, it hurt worse than getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. So... All in all, it's a pretty shitty experience. But I, next time I go is on my birthday, which is late uh-huh. November. So that's fucking fantastic. Did you get it done around here? Or? Wausau or Schofield. But yeah. So I don't recommend that to anybody. No. <laughs> Just make sure you you really want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had a good run. 20. 22 Over years. Two years yeah. 22. Are you, you're 40? I'll be 40 in November. Holy yeah. shit. Or this month I'll be 40. Yeah. So yep so there's that and otherwise i've been trying to put together a couple of fancy real estate deals but i'm not going to talk about that so much until we actually get some action here all right i'm working on some shit he's working on some action people so what's the email of the week i don't have anybody i want to call out in particular i will say i did get an email today that we got a deposit from all the people that have been clicking through the support page so thanks to everybody that did that Cheers. Consider these beaks yeah. wetted. Currently wetted. Mm-hmm. And we'd appreciate if you'd click through the support page going on. Keep these <laughs> beaks nice and moist. <laughs> I want these babies thick with Jergens lotion. <laughs> so for event of the week, I'll be at Holy Havoc this weekend. Uh-huh. But uh, we'll talk about that next time as the event of the week after it happened. and do, do a little chat about that the team tournaments are usually a hoot i've participated yeah, it should, should be Wapaka and hopefully if me and chris get along but i think we will let's <laughs> 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 we'll see i don't i don't really feel prepared for a tournament right now but <laughs> uh-huh. they just kind of changed up some of the rules and you gotta i don't like i'm a i'm old school i guess i like having all my war scrolls on paper Mm-hmm. But if things change, like the only place I found to get them is through the app, and you can't really go printing that off. So I don't want to buy an iPod or pad or whatever just for fucking Warhammer shit. Yeah. So, but I guess it would be useful if I really get into Infinity or well, whatever. You got to wait for the official Games Workshop <laughs> tablet device. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Comes preloaded with $2,000. <laughs> <all> the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some impossible amount of money. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. It's not a bad play on their part, actually. A real simple one, if it was affordable. Mm-hmm. It's had that yeah. the hammer on it, you know, <laughs> on the back. It'd be cool, man. It'd be worth an extra $1,000 yeah. <laughs> markup. 
So you got anything for event of the week, buddy? Uh, just some pack updates. We talked a little bit about the Shade Spire action going down. So the website and such have been officially updated. So you can register with yeah. Mr. Rillian, Mr. Brad Schwan. And then same thing with the Friday night X-Wing event. Butch, a couple of years ago, purchased all these little Star Wars scale models and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so now he's doing X-Wing big games whenever he gets a chance. Mm-hmm. So I know people had a lot of fun at last year's one. So cool. that will be going on this year. And then Saturday will be Wrath of Kings. Uh, in the evening, there'll be a three-round tournament for that run by Joe Pecoraro. Okay. And he will have two kind of like demo-type armies. So you could just pop in and play a game if you wanted. Sure. So I that's... Still- that's the cool mini or not game. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Kings of War <laughs> game. I got a demo of that. I, I think it was at it was at Holy Wars. So, yeah. yeah, Wrath the King skirmish yes. skirmish type game. So, and then uh, Domus contacted me to uh, run a Liars Dice event oh, on Saturday, di- Saturday night. Pirate, pirate Dice, dice. <laughs> parentheses Liars Dice, and I think in the email I put in parentheses as well. Uh, Bastards dice. Hastings dice. Hastings dice, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Domus, and now every time there's something going on, he makes sure to bring it because he's convinced that he's going to beat me finally. <laughs> like, I've never lost this game, and it, it's so absurd. It's so fucking glorious. It's the one skill I have in life where I can't lose, apparently. Uh-huh. It's bound to happen, right? So we'll yeah. see. I'm, hopefully I lose this weekend and just get it out of the way. I, I think... Uh... It's too bad. Pirate's Dice never never got big like poker or something. The, the World Series of Pirate's yeah. Dice. <laughs> Johnny key, Hastings on the final table. The key for me is just to get loaded because it's <laughs> I spend most of the fucking time just cracking up out of my seat. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> well, I'll give an update on how that goes this weekend. Excellent. And see if yeah. you can defend your title. <laughs> I still got to s- sign up for fucking PACA. Yeah. Are we? Can I pay you in person again or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna sort it out that way, and then I gotta, I gotta get on that. Yeah, we're about approaching a hundred. Okay. So. Still some space. Yeah, we got space. Sound like the English boys were out this year? I think Chris mentioned that last year. They yeah. They were gonna do Adepticon instead. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Cool. <laughs> uh, got a audio book, John. You, you mentioned an audiobook keeping you going, just barely right. flow. What was it? Oh, this is great. So I finished When Gravity Fails, which is by George, George Alec Effinger, which is the Marid Odran series, which is steampunk, mm, pseudo-sci-fi, like 22nd century Arabic, takes place in the Middle East kind of book. And ah. it was it was pretty good. You could tell it was written like in the eighties, <laughs> but it was good. Like I yeah. like it, and I I would recommend it. So uh, I started the second one, which is called A Fire in the Sun, which continues. This is a trilogy, continues the story of mm-hmm. good old Marid, and I've been thoroughly enjoying that. It's it's been it's taken some interesting turns, but I was doing some investigation on this, and in nineteen eighty nine, a video game came out called Circuit's Edge, which is like a old school late 80s pc role-playing type game mm. and it was based on book one when gravity fails so like you're married odran and you fucking you essentially just it takes place in between books one and two and it kind of fills in the story <laughs> wow so i i watched a complete walkthrough on youtube <laughs> nice 
pretty entertaining, man. It's just like that classic old, like, not a like a dungeon crawler game, but you know how like role playing games were in that day and age. Like the first scene at the beginning of the game is just like the scene of this rundown shitty apartment and a guy laying in the bed, and it's like eight bit, so the pixels mm-hmm. are fucking horrible. And then there's it's mostly text; you have to do a lot of reading. Um, so like the walkthrough I had was just it was actually some guy because you find some walkthroughs where they don't talk at all, which I fucking mm-hmm. hate those ones. So pretty entertaining though, as, as someone who had just like read the book and found this this video game I was like oh man this is so you cool. probably know all the locations and the characters yeah, that totally. they're interacting with yep like Chitiga and Friedlander Bay and <laughs> mm-hmm. the Half Hodge interesting you should uh, <laughs> you should get into uh, old PC game emulation yeah I'm sure it's, it's out a, there if I look yeah but. it exists but it's it's a real niche in the emulation <laughs> space <laughs> as compared to like Emulating Nintendo games and right, exactly. there was so much stuff. more. Yeah, it's like widespread it's really day. finicky. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, like Oregon Trail, which nothing really fucking happened except people would just die of dysentery. That's all I remember of it. Yeah, you'd like Your hunt, people would keep dying. You just go hunting. Yeah, just boxes and boxes of bullets. Just <laughs> wagons are loaded with like buffalo carcasses. So, just laying a swath. If you're into that. Check it out. Again, the second book's called The Fire and the Sun. So far, it's going well. And it's actually kept me 10 or 15 minutes a day doing a little bit of painting when mm-hmm. all other motivation is <laughs> completely deceased. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What do you got for an audio or a regular book? Last time I talked about Revelation Space by Alistair Reynolds. Yep. Really enjoyed that one. So, since then, I've read... Well, most of his books are kind of standalone, but there's like a loose arc for these ones. So I read the, or actually listened to the second one, which is called Chasm City, mm. which is a really interesting one. And then I'm on to the third one called Redemption Arc, which kind of picks up. Chasm City is kind of like a little side jaunt. Okay. Like it kind of obliquely references some of the shit that happens. It's kind of like a prequel to the first one where Redemption Arc picks up the story after the first book and it's good so far it's probably really we're probably reading really similar stuff with like implants and neuro stuff yeah, is yep. that kind of stuff in there <laughs> Mind, yeah like brain yeah body modding and, and yeah. yeah so it's your uh sci-fi stuff but um yeah it's good so far the uh <laughs> plot i mentioned last time there was so much plot going on he kind of slowed it down a little bit, thankfully. Good. There was just so much plot. Too many re- revelations. Too many revelations, yeah. <laughs> slowed it down a little bit, uh, doing some pacing. But, yeah, it's a really, really good series. Kept me uh, motivated on the Byzantine. So I'd sit down and do some gap filling and stuff just to have an excuse to, to <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. yeah but it is like. kind of making me want to do Infinity stuff. So it's important uh, to have your your fantasy <laughs> audiobooks your lined up if you're going to be working on fantasy stuff, or else you're going to be in trouble if you're listening to <laughs> some hard hard sci-fi while you're working on uh, step step peoples from the 900s. <laughs> doesn't doesn't align with your hobby goals, but it is a a good series so far. Cool obsession, John. Current obsession. Well, I've fallen into a bit of a Civilization Six hole. Oh boy, <laughs> here we go. So, I had been playing pretty pretty heavily. I had found all the scenarios that come with a bunch of the DLC, mm-hmm. 
And if you play Civilization VI and you haven't tried the scenarios, they're a lot of fun. The only one I don't own is the Viking scenario. But the Polish scenario is probably the best one. And it's one of the very few versions that is easier to beat on Deity than it is on the lower settings. Mm. So, like, you start out, there's three, like, the Lithuanian royal families, the Polish royal families, and, like, one other Civ. And you're all allied. And you're just getting pile drive by barbarians like all, the whole fucking game is you just trying to survive and kill off these barbarians so it's really fun like the swedes come in mm-hmm. the turks there's just you fucking name it and like the different kinds of barb the teutonic knights come in different types of barbarians have different types of troops to be fitting with where they were at the time when they invaded poland and it's a lot of fun like they just you're trying to build a civilization meanwhile they're just trying to fucking stomp your ass into the ground so it's, and it's a little different based on which of the three sieves you pick based on where you start. Mm. The AI is always really fucking dumb. So yeah. they f- everybody starts with two sieves and a couple units. So the AI always settles one and starts marching the other one somewhere else. <laughs> to the Because you can see pretty much the whole map right away. Mm-hmm. There's no fog of war in a big section of it. And so what happens is the barbarians instantly come and take their settlers, which works out good for you because then you could fucking send a bunch of dudes over and capture all these settlers yeah. that you captured. So on deity, it's easier because the AI starts out, they get double settlers on deity level. So they start out with four settlers each. So now there's just a ton of free settlers around, so you don't have to build just them. being claimed. So, so that's really fun. There's a Roman one where you got to got a. No, it's actually Greek. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just got to go through and conquer this whole map before time runs out. And this, this scenarios are super fun. And then the fall mm-hmm. patch landed. So the game got some updates and they got the Khmer and the, and the Indonesians. So you got a couple new civs that landed. So I was playing so much of it. I was like, ah, oh, man, I have to do something <laughs> to make these games shorter or just stop. And I, so I started playing on deity level, <laughs> like the highest level uh-huh. there is. And then turns out like I was good enough, so I, I kept fucking winning, and the games took just as long, maybe longer, because you're constantly fucking warring on DNA, so it didn't pan out. But my skill level of this game is definitely better than it's ever uh, been in any Civilization nice. game before. Get you going in the World Series of Civilization, John. Yeah, yeah. I've been completely obsessed. Yeah. Even at work I, today, I was watching walkthroughs of, a, of other people's <laughs> games, and it just gets in your fucking brain and plants a seed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Living it, breathing it. That's fun, though. Yeah. I'm going to keep playing on Deity. Cause, how, many, how many hours per week would you say you're playing? Uh, I don't know. I was getting yelled at by the not yelled at, criticized by the wife the other day for. <laughs> She went to bed at like nine. I started playing at like six thirty, and I didn't go to bed till like one. <laughs> so there's been some real marathons. <laughs> I tried the multiplayer thing because I thought that'd be fun, and you might get your ass kicked out early. But mm-hmm. I just can't seem to get into any games for some reason. I don't know my my internet speed or something, which all seems just fine most mm-hmm. of the time. I don't know what the issue is, but that would be a fun aspect to pursue here as well. If I kick a few more deity butts and want to try something mm-hmm. new. So, so much opportunities in this game, Roger. Yeah, geez. And the scenarios. Like, there's an Egyptian scenario, in a, which involves the Egyptians and the Nubians. It's, as, it's alright, but it's not as good as the other ones. But Try the mm-hmm. Polish scenario if you haven't. It's fucking awesome. So. Good deal. I've been watching the new Stranger Things, John. Oh! Finished it. Oh, you did? Took, Don't. took some late nights. With the old lady, had the plier with sugary drinks and caffeine and stuff. The promise of gratuitous sex. (laughs) (laughs) 
keep her keep her prop through to, <laughs> to the end. I think we did. I don't remember exactly how many episodes, but I think we did two on Friday, mm-hmm. and then four on Saturday, and then <laughs> three or four, or whatever it was, on Sunday to round it out. Jeez, we yeah. watched the first one last night. And the wife decided we're only watching one a day, ah, <laughs> which is fine because you, you don't get stuck in front of the TV, uh-huh. laptop. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, I think um, this one probably. I think there's a lot more references to like, you know, so it's heavily themed and influenced by shit from the '80s. Mm-hmm. I think this one is influenced more by like action movies and stuff from the '80s. Uh, so I picked up a lot more stuff this season than I did. Yeah. In, prior <laughs> okay there's a quite few over references homages to uh different action movies in there so yeah it's it's good i think it <laughs> the bar is set pretty high the 80s thing's pretty cool and it's, it's the pretty, first season yeah. and then all the hype and you're like well yeah. it can't possibly live up <laughs> to, to that but they, they did, did they, you think yeah it did a good job all right that's that, that uh, sounds positive what, it wasn't bad when you stretch it was we as we were watching. They have like the houses are perfectly decorated for the eighties. Mm. And my wife like pointed out how there's a little Dixie cup dispenser in the bathroom. She's like, ah, like oh, nice. shit you remember that you don't ever think about from back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's classic. Yeah, so definitely recommend it, folks out there. Nice. I know uh, you got to finish it, John. You're in danger of spoilers. Uh, I know. And we'll gotta. get there in the over. The, well, I'll be out of, out of town all weekend, but. By next week, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Check right. it out. You gonna drop some more fucking John Dunsworth on? Yeah, us here? no music pick today, but some more John Dunsworth. This is Trailer Park Boys, the television program, Canada's number one smash hit. <laughs> John Dunsworth is a star mm-hmm. of the show, so we're gonna play some more clips in his honor. One of my all-time heroes. <laughs> Here we go. Who the fuck put locks on? Hands up, gentlemen. Don't move. Lee, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. You're drinking again, are you? Maybe I am, but maybe I'm not. Who knows? Nice disguise, bubs. You might be able to fool the FBI, but you can't fool the FBI. <laughs> All right, we'll see you in a couple hours, buddy. Boys, boys, boys. he's watching us. Don't look back. Don't look back. Bubs. Fuck. Go distract him. What? Distract him. Get him out of here. Hi there, Mr. Leahy. How are you doing? Just having some drinks, are you? Supervising the park, Bubs. That's what I do. Everything's fine down here. Maybe you could supervise down that end of the park. Not a problem, Bubs. I have to phone a real estate agent. I just remember. Thanks for reminding me. A lot of interest, Julian. Even at 12.5. Don't fuck with me, Jim. Second thought, Julian. Maybe I will come with you. Not hanging around here with that drunk bastard. What'd you call me, Bubbles? Nothing. Get the fuck out of here, Leahy. Nothing. You know what a shit barometer is, Bob? Oh? Measures the shit pressure in the air. Feel it. Listen, Bubs. Hear that? The sounds of the whispering winds of shit. What the fuck are you going on about? Can you hear it? No, I don't hear anything. Oh, but you will, my sorry little friend, when the old shit barometer rises and you'll feel it too. Your ears will implode from the shit pressure. You were warned, Bubs. But you picked the wrong side. Beware, my friend. 
Shit wins are a common. That's good. Sorry to barge in on you ladies, but today is Latvia Day. We paid our Latvia's You think you have to collect them in your goddamn underwear, drunk as hell at 8 a.m.? Okay, that was fuck good old John Dunsworth as Mr. Hlehi. Mm-hmm. Jim. Damn it. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> I'm crossing my references here. <laughs> yeah, man. All God, right. Uh, so I have a podcast I want to talk about. Really? Yeah. So I talked about how I was trying to put some real estate deals together. Mm-hmm. That's been one of my main focuses is doing investigation and trying to make something happen in that regard here. Essentially trying to figure out how to acquire some additional property. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about this podcast. It's called... Real estate, inve- real estate investing for cash flow mm. by Kevin Bupp. And if you have any interest in this subject, check out this fucking podcast because it's really fucking awesome. I've been pretty obsessed with it. And effective, essentially just gets people on and interviews them that are in some aspect mm-hmm. of real estate investing business. Oh, and it's what does. he does for a living too. So a podcast is free, not full of ads, no bullshit. It's really fucking good. If you have any interest, like I just started at the beginning and I'm going through hundred some episodes and it's so fucking good. It's like, yes, pointed questions. You get a lot of interest. There's a few sneakers. Like the one guy came on and did a whole show about credit ratings and how they work and how to improve yours. Mm-hmm. And since I have a good credit rating, I was like, Meh. but I listened to it anyways. And it was, it was mm-hmm. informative. If you were in a shitty spot, you'd probably get something out of it. In that regard. So, highly recommend. It's called Real Estate Investing for Cash Flow with Kevin Bupp. Good deal. Check it out. Kevin. What do you got? You got Johnny a podcast? Else's. What do you yes. got for us here? I have a podcast as well, John. <laughs> kind of nice. you to ask. This one I mentioned at some point during our hundreds of episodes, but <laughs> I'm going to bring it up again because I started picking it up again. It's called the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast by Luke mm. Burridge. And there's about 350 episodes of it. How Each episode is a book review. Uh, 20 to like an hour or two. <laughs> okay. This is yeah, a real commitment. On the book. <laughs> yeah. So he's been doing it for years and years. So basically he just reviews a science fiction book that he reads Mm-hmm. He's got a pretty critical eye to yeah. it after hundreds of episodes. <laughs> um, but the the reason I like to listen to it is uh, with shows nowadays, like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, when you watch the show, there's always podcasts you can listen to that mm-hmm. talk about the show. Sure. And that's like... Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things has one. Uh, Netflix, they have like a After Hours show now, mm-hmm. kind of like all those other ones. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, it's just, you know, it's not as good as the source material, but you just talk about the show again and you know, <laughs> you kind of reminisce. Pick up it's things just you fun, miss. It's just fun, yeah. It's just fun to listen to it. Um, but there's nothing like that with books except for this. Okay. So what I like to do is um, if you read a good book, you can go and find the corresponding episode because after 350, he's probably <laughs> – read or listened to the book that you read if it's a science fiction <laughs> if not, book you should email it to him <laughs> yeah and then um you know then he just talks about it and reviews it and you can kind of get like that same <laughs> kind of feeling going on where you're like yeah yeah that was awesome you know, like, really, <laughs> you know it just reminds you why everything you liked about it or you know it's the same thing it picks 
pick up on details and stuff that you kind of missed. And sure. So, yeah, it's kind of, I wouldn't recommend it to like get tips for a book to read because after a couple minutes, you know, he's explained all the plot yeah. and is <laughs> deep into spoilers and stuff uh, like that. Okay. Except uh, you could use it just to like look at the episode titles because he'll usually say, you know, there'd be a clue that he liked it or not okay. in the title. You know, if he says it's a stinker or something or <laughs> something like that, you could use it that way. But so after each one of these Alistair Reynolds books, I go back and kind of listen to his review of it. And he, it's kind of the, the same thing as those other podcasts about shows and movies and stuff like that. So this is kind of the, the book equivalent for me. So it's kind of cool to to have that additional material to absorb after digesting a good book so definitely recommend it okay his pace has kind of slowed down over the years but um he's been doing it forever you know he has a big catalog of everything and he he does like fantasy books and then like some young adult books that are popular and stuff so you you'll see his review of the rothfuss novels in there and like brandon sanderson and stuff like that so okay he there, there's other books in there besides science fiction but fantasy and stuff like that so yeah he's he's a cool guy all right sweet john i'm looking at the agenda here i see useful hobby product (laughs) no we're not gonna talk about that (laughs) man we ain't gonna talk about (laughs) no product that's bullshit what we are gonna talk about is a sex toy oh yeah more like a sex toy site because i found this and i was it kind of blew my mind Mm -hmm. so there's a site called bad dragon and they okay. make their own um, custom sex toys. And it's... Are they in any particular shape? It's like nerd meets kink is what it is. Like, I'm going to finally turn the screen. So they make everything fantasy <laughs> themed. <laughs> so, like, all the toys, are like, there's, like, dragon dicks and <laughs> snails and, like... So just imagine you're at a Crazy convention colors, and yeah. you're at the dice booth <laughs> and you're looking at all the different kinds of dice that they have. Look at this. The Demigorg, the Demogorgon, which is a massive <laughs> vibrator. And all those same colors and designs are represented in dildo yeah. form here. It's like weird. There's like dragon dicks. Nice tentacle. tentacle. <laughs> crazy tentacle dildos. Oh. Like translucent toys. These look, they, these look fun, John. Yeah. It'd be fun to like have, have some of these things, just looking at them. It's just crazy. Like, Where do they come up with this shit? They got masturbators okay. for men, which are like, here's the wolf mouth <laughs> masturbator. Whoa. Winter is coming, eh, Stark? <laughs> it's, it's called David's muzzle. <laughs> yeah, where it's literally a wolf's muzzle that you bang, and there's like weird alien-looking... JJ's. <laughs> Look at this thing. That's like a weird alien butthole with an alien nuts. <laughs> that one looks like uh, one of the tentacles from Tremors. This one? The Graboid, the one next to it. This? Yeah. No, to me, that looks like a Saurus's mouth. <laughs> if you <laughs> play Seraphon, you need Janine's muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> this is Duke's butt. There's a weird alien butthole that you could stick it in. Uh-huh. And then wearables are like if you have a tiny dong and uh-huh. you need a little more girth and length, you just strap on one of these wearables and you're good, good to go. Fun, fun shape. They're scaled. Some are scaled. Yeah, what a bizarre collection. There's like a huge, big tongue-looking dildo that's like not a human tongue. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. a wacky lizard alien. It's a crazy shit. If you're bored. Got some little, little squirts. Not going to be There's fucking work safe on here, but check out Bad 
Dragon.com. And then just click on, I don't know what I clicked on here. <laughs> yeah, these are cool. These are just good for the shelf, John. Yeah, and just it, as a uh-huh. displays pieces. <laughs> these could be trophies, dude. Uh-huh. There's an egg plug. You can <laughs> it looks imp- like a globe. Yeah, you can implant. Squish down to an egg shape. Eggs into yourself and then and you put it in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> so many weird, wacky fucking alien looking it's like a dragon. sex toys. There is a dragon head I see. Yeah. The, the Ming. It's a Chinese dragon dildo that you can use to please yourself mm-hmm. or your lady or your man. <laughs> this guy, the Flint. Good oh, Lord. That thing is fucking weird. <laughs> I wonder if they have like size comparisons for each one. Oh, you can pick any color you want on any uh, one too. Oh, that's pretty wacky. So there's some real versatility here. The Starry Night Flint giant dildo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If from you're his, looking for a fucking crazy dildo. The description from his pronounced rigid plates that line his thick shafts <laughs> to his tantalizing steampunk studs and simulated foreskin. Yeah, this uncut. uncut wonder <laughs> truly is one of the bad dragon's most stimulating toys. <laughs> I wonder if it's got a sticky a sticker on the end so it'll stick to the wall or the window. <laughs> so you could surprise somebody. Uh-huh. So check out Bad Dragon if you're into fucking nerd meets kink, dude. Yeah. This is where it's happening. Just just check it out regardless of whether or not you're this. interested. You're going you're gonna to be pleased with what you find. They got merchandise, too, if you ah, just merch. want to support a T-shirt. Yeah, maybe see if we can uh, mm-hmm. get them to sponsor Packet this year. <laughs> they got lanyards. Stranger dongs. <laughs> so they ripped off the Stranger <laughs> Things logo. <laughs> <laughs> we can get, get lanyards, coffee cups. This is, is that the Akira logo? And that is the Bad Akira drag. version. So look, here's your little keychain. It's like a mini masturbator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got whatever you're fucking looking for. Oh yeah! Wow, so, that's amazing. Check it out. There's teeny weenies, which are like real tiny versions. Oh, they're of in their a little, they're in a little tiny dildos. shopping cart, John. <laughs> what a bunch of weird shit, man. But hilarious and interesting. Yeah, it's good to see someone following their passion. You know, making a, a career out of it. You might want to surprise your surprise the wife with something. Yeah, Christmas is coming up for Thanksgiving this year. Don't wait till Christmas. We don't get any kickbacks on this either. This is just something I found that was like, oh man, that's some weird shit. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. That's what I got for sex toys. Awesome. All the sex toys Whoa. in the nerd realm have mm-hmm. been uncovered. It's like yeah. Pandora's box. Now that it's open, it can't be closed, Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> can't unsee these. I'm just going to be thinking about these weird little things I can stick my dick in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's about it, John. I can't imagine anything Top that. being uh, more interesting than that. Well, click through the support page at the website. Let us wet these beaks. It's mm-hmm. only once every three or four months that we actually get a payment through the goddamn thing. <laughs> and it was only like 12 bucks. Uh-huh. And it means people have been clicking through. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And appreciated. Yeah. So pointamber.com support page if you're on eBay, if you're on Amazon. If you want to switch to Ting, fucking yeah. do it, man. That's some good shit. But. All right. All right. We're going to go out with some Dunsworth. We have more Dunsworth. I mean, why not? <laughs> why wouldn't you? Why would we be doing this the whole time, John? I don't know. <laughs> All right. That's it. Okay. That's my bees. Suck my balls. Mr. 
Clay, not the liquor. Chill, Andy, I know what I'm doing. Bubbles, what's the plastic for? Trying to fix my roof, it's leaking. What's all this uh, paraphernalia here? It's for the Super Cats cat show. I do that every year, you know that. Where's Ricky and Julian? None of your business, actually. When are you expecting your baby, Randy? Bubbles, when your little shit pals get back, here's something you can tell them. Tell them you received official notice today that this shit shot has been officially condemned by the power and authority invested in me by the Trailer Park Supervisors Act. I am officially condemning this shit. What? You can't do that, Mr. Lee. That's all I have for me and my kitties. Shit clock's ticking, bubs. For you, your shit rats, and your shit turd friends. <sighs> Crazy drunk bastard. What? Nothing. What did you say, Bob? I didn't say anything. Hope they don't shit on you, Bubbles. Shit on you? Who? Shit hogs. Big, dirty shit hogs. They're coming, Bubbles. They're flying in low. They're swooping down, shitting on people, and dragging them off to the big shit nest. Thank you.